Thank you so much. Caught me by surprise. I was, <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway, it's great to be with you. It's just uh, always great to be here, and I just appreciate all of you, appreciate your friendship, and just don't you appreciate the Lord. He's, he's a wonderful God, a giving God, and as Pastor said, uh, these books just arrived. It's just been a reprint. This I've never even opened it. It just came they just sent me a bunch in the post office there. Uh, you can hear the voice of God, how God speaks through listening prayer. Steve Sampson. Steve Sampson. Um, anyway, this book was written back in 93, but this is a rewrite. It's, I've added, refreshed it, added stuff. Um, I think I've learned a lot since 93 about hearing God, but anyway, they're available on the back there. And... Uh, I was so glad it came so I could bring it, bring it along, and, and you all already have that in your bulletin, that, so that's cool. So God's, God's ahead of us. Anyway, so let's just, let's just lift our hands. Lord, we just welcome you here. We just welcome your presence. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Lord, we just love you, and we just, we just say, be yourself among us and show yourself strong to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I had this neatest dream about two weeks ago, and I was with a businessman, and he was just kind of a skeptic, and in the dream, it was real brief, but I was opening the Bible, and I was saying, you've got to believe this. God really loves you, and God really wants to have a relationship with you, and he was just having the hardest struggle believing it, and, I, and as I woke up, the Lord told me he wants me to write a book about that. God wants a relationship with you. Everything about God is that he wants us to be in fellowship with him. Uh, I'll just read a few little things here tonight, but uh, a friend of mine made this statement years ago. He said, Jesus didn't die to get you into heaven. Jesus died to get you in a relationship with God. That's really why he died. Heaven is a good byproduct. You never meet a girl saying, you know, I've met this guy. I don't really like him. He doesn't kiss that good, but boy, does he have a nice house. You know, and that's kind of the way we look at God. God's somebody that's going to take me to heaven. And God said, no, no, you got the pride. Heaven is a byproduct. The real issue is I've brought you into relationship with me. Uh, I love this from the message. This is John 15, the last uh, verse 15. He says, I'm no longer calling you servants. Because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from my father. So God takes us from level to level. He wants to take us to a friendship level. I've told you before about my, when my son was real little, about three years old, he kept wanting to play with my car keys one day. And finally, I just said, here, just take them, you know, play with them. And then few minutes later, I heard my car running in the driveway, and that little critter had got in there and turned it on, so I said to him, and I've said it for years, you know, David, I love you, I don't trust you, and uh, sometimes the question, we know God loves us, but God wants us to be in such a relationship with us that, you know, we think, well, I have a hard time trusting God. That's really not the issue. The God is saying, I want you to come to a place where I can trust you. And then these scriptures, there's so many good ones here, but uh, he says uh, in Philippians 2, verse 12, this is also the message. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done in the beginning when I was living among you, Paul says. You lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation reverent and sensitive before God, that energy is God en God's energy and energy deep within you. I love this statement. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. And I see from scripture that God really, I believe he created us that he could have the pleasure of a relationship with us. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. I grew up in Nebraska in a and I was raised in a, a Baptist church. Uh, had to go to church three or four times a week. And 
to me, it was an endurance. It was, you know, the good people and, you know, I remember some of the songs we would sing, but they were, you, you know, it was, it was all about you do this. It's kind of like you serve God out of duty. You, this is your thing you do. When I was 18, I was in, my, my very close friend drowned, and it was during his funeral service that this spirit-filled preacher preached the sermon, and I felt the love of God for the first time. I, I literally felt the sweet presence of God, and I began to want more. As soon as I began to want more, God led me across the paths of people that were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and my life changed forever. Because, because we, it's kind of like we have to hunger before we, we want more, but God has ways of making you hungry, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, there's so many, uh, again, there's so many good scriptures. Uh, John 3, 16, we all know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, which is a wonderful, wonderful scripture. But the next verse says, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point out an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put that world right again. God did not send Jesus to say the world's in trouble and I, you know, I hate you, I'm disgusted with you, I'm disappointed in you but that the world would be saved through him, reconciled to God through him. So we have this God who's, he, 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 he's, not just, it's, he's not just mad at us, he's, that we think he's mad at us, he's not mad at you, he's mad about you. He's, he's crazy about you, he really is. He, he, he loves us. Now I'm just going to throw out a few things tonight and uh, how encouraging God is. Um, when I got saved, that was back when I was 18. Uh, my, I believe the enemy said it with a, with a sinister words. You're going to lose all your friends. And you know what? I lost every friend. I got made fun of, got told I was this and that. But he didn't tell me that I would have friends all over the world. You know? but, but you do lose your friends. But God gives you people with your heartbeat. And it's so cool how God does that. He didn't send Mary, who had this experience of, of you know, being the vessel to bring the Son of God into the world. He didn't send her just to anybody. He sent her to a cousin. And God gives you cousins. I, I love that because he sent her to her cousin Elizabeth. When, she, when Elizabeth heard her, their greeting, she said, the babe in me leaped. So we, we, have, this, we have these cousins. We have these friendships. Um, just through the years, uh, God has spoken so many different ways. I, I, I just want to, I'm just kind of talking from my heart tonight, but um, through the years, this has just happened to me, and it's happening more and more, but every single morning of my life, every single morning, when I wake up, I hear a song. I hear a hymn. This morning, I heard that old hymn, if you know the Lord, you need nobody else to see you through. And, and it was just, it just came, it was just like he was audibly singing it to me. But this happens every day. Sometimes I'll hear a psalm. Uh, one time I was in a deal that I was really struggling to make a decision. I felt like it was the right decision. And I woke up and, the, and I heard the Holy Spirit singing, something tells me I'm in for something good. So I, I, it, it's hard to believe that the Lord knew the Hermit and the Hermits. But, 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 the, but the point is, <clears throat> and one time I was going through a crisis and, and I, I was just struggling, struggling, struggling. And um, I, I heard, as I woke him up out of sleep, I heard this song, um, Oh, what a beautiful morning, Rogers and Hammerstein. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going my way. And everything was rotten. Within the next few days, everything changed. It all changed. But the Holy Spirit doesn't lie. You know, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you didn't just get tongues, healing, miracles. You got the Spirit of Truth. He tells the truth. I have this friend in Seattle. I was up there one day, and we'd, we'd taught a lot about hearing the voice of God. And he's taking me to the airport, and he says, I want to tell you, I've had two experiences where I've heard God audibly. I've never heard God audibly. But he said, yeah, I heard him twice. And I can't even remember the one, but the one he's always stuck with me. He said, I was in a restaurant, 
He said, I was going to a little minister's gathering up north of Seattle, and he said, I was by myself in the car, and I was driving along about an hour and a half, and he said, I got hungry, and he said, I'll stop at this roadside diner. And he said, I pull in there, walk in the diner, and he said, there was not one person in that diner. And he said, I sat down, and the waitress came over, and she threw a menu down, and the menu had pictures of waffles and whipped cream and strawberries and he just looked at the picture and he said, I'll have that. So he's sitting there and about 10 minutes later she comes back and she sets the plate down, looked just like the picture. And he bowed his head and he prayed and he said, Steve, there was no one in the restaurant, no one anywhere around. And he said, I heard God's audible voice as I, as I started to pray. He said, Lord, I ask you to bless this food. And he said, I heard God's audible voice. He said, you got to be kidding. God's audible voice. You got to be kidding. Anyway, uh, I think I just made some of you mad, but, but, but the, the point is, we serve a God who wants to be our friend. He loves to talk to us. I don't know how many of you knew Charles Simpson, but he said, he, he said uh, one day, he smoked, you know, he was a Baptist preacher, but he smoked and smoked and smoked. He couldn't quit smoking. He couldn't, he could not. He tried everything to quit smoking. And one day he just talked to God like a friend. He said, Lord, I want to just be honest with you. I love tobacco. I love tobacco. If they made tobacco sandwiches, I would eat them. He said, I love tobacco. And he said when he got that honest, he said instantly desire, desire left. He never had another desire. But there's something about God. We have to see him as a friend. He's not mad at you. He's not disgusted with you. He's not disappointed with you. He's just saying, I want to be your friend. When I travel, I get around preachers a lot of times, and some preachers are so stiff, and some of them are, there's so much hype, you know. And, I, and sometimes I just want to say, would you stop it? I'd love to come to your church, but first of all, I just want to be your friend. Because everything's going to flow out of relationship. And if you're going to get political, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in, in, in a political thing. And I think God's the same way. He said, just treat me a certain way. Sometimes we get real holy. Oh, most gracious heavenly Father. And I think God says, oh, stop it. You know, you just get, get down to earth, you know. And there, there's a time. We have to be reverent and we have to be respectful. But at the same time, we got to see him as a friend. God wants to talk to us. God wants to show us things. God wants to express himself. You can talk to God. You can be transparent. You can, you can be honest. I think it's amazing how God was he was playful. In John chapter 6, it says, there's this huge multitude of people. They're starving. They've been, they've been listening to him teach for three days. and That's similar to my meetings. But, but the, uh, they're hungry. And what does Jesus say? He says to Philip, hey, Philip, where are we going to get enough food to feed all these people? And under, then the next phrase says, he knew what he was going to do. But he was just playing with Philip's brain. I think he was just messing around. I think Jesus has a very playful side to him. He just, you know, kind of like the, the guys went back fishing in John chapter 21, and he said, they fished all night and caught nothing. They're frustrated, and he's standing on the shore, the resurrected Jesus. And he says, children, did you get anything? And with tremendous intellect, they said, no. And, and, and he says, and I just love it, he says, throw the net on the other side. And they got so many fish. They could, there was 153 fish, like that. And it said, but the net didn't break. Wow, there's a, there's a whole sermon on that. But, but the point is, God wants to be your friend. I think most people live in a way they feel like God's disappointed in them. God's, you know, God's, you know, we live under condemnation. I was just jotting down a few things this afternoon. Number one, in, uh, I think have a specific place to pray. It helps me uh, to start off the day praying. I used to never do it. I used to pray when I get a chance, but I think there's something about if you start off the day, you say, God, I'm going to sit in your presence because I want to be equipped with what you have. I want to I receive what you have for me. And that, and so sometimes it's good just to have a place you always pray. Maybe a certain chair in the house. Uh, I got a, two or three different places, but just, just a place where you say, this is kind of comfortable. I just kind of get accustomed and get familiar with that. It's kind of a sweet place to, I had, I had some friends that they used, to, when they, people would be ministered to, they'd always sit them in a chair in their home and, uh, 
And every time somebody came by and needed prayer, they said, well, sit here in this chair. They call it the prayer chair. And sometime some uh, sinner would come in the house and sit in that chair and they go, what is going on? It was just like, they, I'm so hot sitting in this chair. But it was like anointed chair. Anyway, you'd have had to been there. But anyway, uh, the, the, and, and then shake off condemnation. We have to do that. We have to shake off that deal. You know, in, in 1 Timothy 1, or verse 5, it says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And listen to what he said. He said he will give it liberally and without reproach. In other words, if you ask God a question, God intends to talk to you about what you're asking. Not just talk to you, but he's going to talk to you generously. He's going to show you generously. He's going to give you more information than you want. And he won't say that's a stupid question. He won't do that. But he said, if the man's going to ask, he said, let him ask in faith. Because if he's not in faith, he's going to be a double-minded man. A double-minded man is a man with two minds. He has a mind that said God loves me and another mind that says God's mad at me. You know what I'm saying? And so there's this, there's this need to realize God is good. I was in New York one time in a friend of mine, uh, Paul Garlington's church, and this man came up to me, and he says, uh, the Lord to has told me, and he said it to my wife, and I said, the Lord has told me that something bad's getting ready to happen. And it spooked me. He said, something real bad's getting ready to happen. And I went to the pastor about it later. He says, that guy always has bad stuff. Don't, don't pay any attention. Well, about a month later, something happened. We got a surprise called a baby. And it shocked me. I mean, I had to get counseling. I was so shocked because we weren't expecting a, a baby coming, you know, and then the thought of having to raise it and everything. And uh, the, the, but anyway, it, it kind of traumatized me for a few weeks, but it's the best thing that ever happened to it. So in other words, what I saw with that, anything the Holy Spirit articulates, it's never bad news. It's always good news. It's always, always, always good news. Why? Because God has already done the judgment. He's already done the punishment. He's already done the wrath. He's already taken it out on Jesus. It's done. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is done. It is finished. It is completely complete. But now we have to shake off everything else and say, now I've got to get in a friendship with God. I've got to get in a relationship with God. I heard Rick Joyner say the other day, Hadn't heard him for a long time, but he said, he said these words, and it just is rung true to me. He said, God has very few friends. Isn't that amazing? God has very few friends. Because most people don't see God as a friend. They see him as a, as a sugar daddy, or they see him as somebody who's going to bail them out, or, or somebody they call on when they're in distress. God has very few friends, because nobody takes time to be his friend. And I thought, you know what, doggone it, I'm going to be his friend. I'm going to start listening to him. I'm going to start paying attention to him. And through the years, I, I've had a lot of experiences, and it's always good news. Uh, the, I know one time when we were, we put a contract on a house, and you know, I'm the world's worst on buyer's remorse. I've never bought anything where I keep the receipt. I think I'll return it. Well, it's hard to keep the receipt when you buy a house. And, and um, so anyway, we bought this house, put a contract, and I remember, I remember laying there in bed one night and saying, God, just as a friend, you've got to help me. I'm struggling. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, he said, you'll be surrounded by a capital gain. A few months later, I was out walking on the street we lived on, and the builder came by. He said, hey, you know that house you bought? It's a good thing you bought it when you did because we're building the same exact house for 40000 more than you paid. Surrounded by capital gain. The thing I love about the Holy Spirit, he thinks he's right. And, and he, he, he loves to encourage us, but so many times we get so religious that we don't realize he's our friend. He's our Savior. He's God Almighty, but he's also our friend. No longer do I call you servants. I call you friends because... Because servants don't know what the master's doing, but I want you to be included in what I'm doing. I want you to be included in what I'm thinking. Amos said, God does nothing unless he reveals it to his prophets. We should never be caught by surprise. Listen to this, uh, and I'll be quick here, but he says, 
This is 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Pursue love and desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Wow. If you speak in tongues, you're speaking mysteries. But he who prophesies, what? Speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. And to me, that just describes the nature of God. God said, I'll give you the gift of prophecy for every person. You have the gift of prophecy. And when God talks to you, he's not going to beat you up. He's not going to say, man, you, you have a pointed head. He's not going to say, you know, I'm so disappointed in this. I'm so disappointed in that. God, everything about God, it's going to be three things. He's either going to edify you. Or he's going to exhort you. He's going to comfort you because he's your friend. He wants the best for you. He, he intends every one of us. To, he's going to promote us. He's going to promote the Christ in us. But he's not promoting your flesh. He's not promoting your agenda. He's not promoting your lust. He's promoting the Christ, the purpose of God in you. And, and he intends to promote us. And that's, and that's God's intention. Every single Christian, he, he intends to promote you. In other words, he's going to make you look good. He, he's going to exalt your life to the place. But as a friend of mine said, if you get on God's elevator, if you want to go up, you've got to push the down button. You know, it's interesting about water. Water does not flow uphill. Water flows, always flows to the lowest level. So the Holy Spirit's like water. So if you want God to use you, get low. Get humble. Don't get an exalted thought of yourself. Um, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. Then he kind of sums up, he says, verse 6, he said, For it is, the, it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. In other words, this whole world is blind. The average person out there believes God hates them, God's mad at him, God's disgusted with them, God's angry with them. And a lot of people have an attitude, I don't want any God telling me what to do. I was saying to a pastor, you know, this afternoon, the, you know, a, a sentence I've said years ago is, when God says, you shall have no other gods before me, he's not on an ego trip. He's saying this because he's saying, any other God you have will destroy you. I'm the only God who won't destroy you. If you make a God of the opposite sex, if you make the God of finances, if you make the God of some, something in this world, every one of them will destroy you. So he says, don't have any other gods before me. And then I was reading Matthew 6 where he talks about, don't worry about what to wear, what to eat. And it's interesting in Mark 6, he talks about what to wear, I think, more than anything else. Don't worry about what to wear. What are we always worrying about? What should I wear? Yeah. Should I wear this? Should I wear that? He said, well, first of all, don't worry about it because I'll take care of it. And it may not be the best quality, but, but you know, I'm just kidding. But, but the point is, God wants us to see him as a loving father, that he has the best interest in mind. And I like, I like Mark 16, verse 20, 1920. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God, and they went about and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. I just love that. The Lord working with them. So God wants to talk to us. God wants to encourage us. God wants to work with us. Um, I don't think God likes hype. I know I don't. I, I think God wants us to be just in a place of, I have your best interest in mind, and so forth. And I've, I've had more experiences lately of, I was at Lowe's or Home Depot, one of those, and I had to... The, some guy doing work in my house, he said, you need an HDMI cord. So I'm standing at there, at the, and there's all these cords there, and I'm standing there looking at these cords, 
And I, I just breathed, Lord, you've got to help me. I don't know which one to buy. And a young man about 30 years old comes up and he said, sir, he's a customer. He's not a clerk. He's a customer. I've never seen him before in my life. And he walks up and he said, sir, that's the one you need right there. I said, it is? He said, yes. And he walked away. I thought, well, thank you, Lord. And, and, but, but I'd never seen him before in my life, and he just did it. My wife had this experience a number of years ago, but she was, uh, they put siding on a house, and it was all done, but they, they fell short of the siding. There was a piece about this much missing. And the, the company said, well, we're out, and you're going to have to order more. It's going to take a month or two to get it. You have to get the right color, the right piece. And she was so troubled about it because she was getting ready to sell the house. And this is a big deal. So she went to work that day, and a woman she'd never seen before is working there at the hospital where she is, and she just happens, she doesn't know why, but she tells the woman, man, we're, I'm just finishing up my house, but we ran out of siding. And the woman says, well, we just did siding on our house, and we have some left over, and let me call my husband. And she said, we threw it in the trash this morning. She calls her husband. The husband goes out. He gets the piece of siding out of the trash. For, it happened to be the same exact color, which is, and it's the same exact perfect size. And it's just, I think things like that happen all the time. I think they go unnoticed. I think we breathe a prayer and God says, I'm your friend, I'm going to help you. And, and he'll do it. So, so let me just sum it up by this. Number one, have a specific place to pray, specific time to pray. And listen, it's good to pray early in the day. It's not the length of time. It's just that quality of time. Number two, no condemnation. You got to shake it off. Shake off those feelings. God's mad. God's ticked off. I have, I'm, God's disappointed. Number three, be convinced God wants to talk to you. Number four, include him in your conversations. We were just sitting in the living room the other day talking about something and just making a comment and it's like the Holy Spirit interrupted. Boom! And it's just like about, it was just such a witness of the Spirit and I thought, he's been sitting here listening to our conversation and that's just, that's just normal for God. He wants to be included. And like I said, God doesn't have too many friends because most people won't include him. But, but he wants to be included. So, Anytime you're just with a friend, you're sitting having coffee or something, I'm getting more and more, I'm aware of this, he's here listening to our conversation, and he wants to intervene. And some, I've had that happen many times where all of a sudden I'll get such a witness, and it's like God's, God's listening. He said, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, number five, acknowledge when he provides something. This morning I, was, I had to go to an emergency funeral, I, was, I had to be in Saint, or south of St. Louis, get up this morning, check out of a St. Louis motel, and I desperately need to run by a, a drugstore for a couple things. And I think I have no idea in St. Louis where anything is, and I just turn a corner and drive, and I think, you know, I see a McDonald's, and I think I love McDonald's and poison you, but I do love their coffee. And... Uh, I thought, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, and as I pull up, there's a drugstore right next to it. That kind of stuff happens all the time. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in our lives, and he's there. But most times, it's so unacknowledged that I think God quits doing things. So, number six, stop the performance deal. God's already done the performance. I'm not against fasting. I'm not against long prayers. But if you're doing it to perform, God's not impressed. And number six... Seven, don't hype God. Don't get religious, get honest. You know what I'm saying? And so, he's a comforter. I know when I was pastoring one day, I had this dream of comfort, just the sweetest dream of comfort. And it was like the Holy Spirit saying, don't be disappointed. And I thought, well, that's odd. And I woke up, you know, after waking up and thinking about it, and then Later that morning, some guy in my, I was pastoring, some guy in the church says, my wife and I have made a, they were so important in the church and they were so significant. He said, we felt like the Lord's told us to go to another church. And it really hurt. It hurt like a bear, but, but the Holy Spirit had already comforted me. He said, don't worry about it. It's okay. So, so anyway, I always say the Holy Spirit is a, 
is a nice guy. Let me end with this. 1 John chapter 1. This, that which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon our hands of handled concerning the word of life, that life was manifested, we have seen, we have bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. I love the way he ends it. These things we write to you that your joy may be full. Isn't that amazing? In the message it says, our motive for writing this is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. John 14, 23 says, If any man loves me, this is amazing. If any man loves me, my father and I will come to him and we'll move in. We'll make our abode with him. God wants more to save you and send you to heaven. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your confidant. He wants to comfort you 24-7. We get so religious, we miss it. We miss it. And I, I really think that God is calling the church to a new, just to an intimacy with him. I think a lot of people have been through great trials. I know they have. But I think a lot of the trials are because God's making us strong. I've never been in a time in my Christian life where I've seen so many people going through stuff. But one thing I know, you go through stuff and you get stronger. And you learn the faithfulness of God. You see the faithfulness of God. I had this guy call me several months ago. His name's Alex, and he lives in Waco, Texas. And he said, Steve, I have a word for you. And I'd been real busy, just busy, 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 running here, running there, just so many things to get done. And he says, do you want to hear the word I have for you? And I said, maybe. And... And his word was, he said, the only thing the Lord told me, and he and his wife are real people of prayer, but he said, the Lord told me to tell you he misses you. <laughs> that was a big turning point in my life. I thought, here I am working so hard, doing all these religious things, breaking my rear end. And you know what God's saying? Well, I really miss you because you're trying to do too much. Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted about many things. Can you imagine her sister saying, Lord, tell my sister to get in here and help me. You ever, when, you, when your priorities aren't in order, you're not only bawling out your friends, you're bawling out the Lord. Lord, be a good savior for a change and tell my sister to get in here and help me. Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted about many things. Few things are necessary. Really only one. Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken from her. I really see it. God's saying, number one, if you'll seek me first and the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, everything you need will be added to you. I think we get too busy. I think we get too preoccupied. I think we get too religious. And God says, man, I miss you. And again, that thing just stuck in me the other day. God has very few friends. And I, I believe that. I believe God has very few friends because most people use him. He's an aspirin tablet. He's a quick fix. But nobody wants to take time to be his friend. That's what he died for. No longer do I call you friends, but servants. Wow. The Lord spoke to me uh, during the worship this, tonight that... Um, that he's healing, and I don't need to see your hand or anything, but he's healing somebody who you really have an issue with your skin. And I know that whoever this is, your skin within two or three days will, will just dry up. It'll clean up. It'll, I don't know how long you've had it, but there's just such a knowing in me. God is your friend is going to heal your skin. So there's another person that has... It, it, Feel like you have a cough that you can't let go of. It just, you just can't quit coughing. It's just 
hanging on, hanging on, but God's saying he's going to take care of that. So if that is you, just receive from the Lord. Someone else, he spoke to me that you're under a lot of anxiety and you're going to walk out of here. I was in Tallahassee a few weeks ago and the word was for someone, <clears throat> you've came in here with a with a situation, but before you get to the parking lot, it's going to be taken care of. This guy was in such back pain. He was in such severe back pain, almost emergency room back pain. And he said, he heard that word, he embraced it. After the meeting's over, he walked back, and right before he got to his car, the pain left. I just love it. I think the Holy Spirit is, he's so smart, and he's so kind. But I do feel like there's someone here tonight that has a lot of back pain as well. And we know, I know God's going to touch you. And we just want to receive with you. We're going to rejoice with you and thank God for the Holy Spirit. Anybody here receive it? Are you ready to? You know, if you're like me, I, I'm just, I want to be God's friend. And I'll tell you, the religious bondage has kept me from it. Because I can't tell you how many hours of prayer I've spent beating myself up and telling God what a failure I am. And yet God's saying, that's not what I saved you for. You ever, I remember one time I poured out my heart to God, just, just really, you know, ventilated. And I, at the end of the prayer, I kind of said, oh, I feel better. And it's like I heard the Holy Spirit say, I don't. Uh, but, but it's like, you know, it, it, you know, or if you say, if you say, I'm, I'm a failure, He's going to say, well, great, I'm a king of a failure. He doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear the grace of God. You say, God, I thank you that through nothing I did on my own, you've accomplished it all, and now I'm in this relationship with you. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to save time here tonight, but there's, there's people here tonight that uh, you battle headaches, and I just want you, whoever you are, it seems like there's six or seven people that battle headaches I feel the Lord saying you'll never have another headache again. So I want you to just, if that's you, just to stand where you are. We're just going to thank God for healing your headaches. You may have them every day. You may have them once in a while. But, but, but tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. So we see about three of you. Anybody else? Be sure to stand up. Four, five, six. Okay. Felt six or seven. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six. That's close enough. Lord, we thank you for healing these headaches. We thank you, Lord, that never again, never again, never again, never again are there going to be headaches on any of these, your people. Lord, we thank you that you're the healer, that you do things right, that you do things perfect, and we thank you that this is a word from heaven right now. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. There's also somebody, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit saying that you've had an issue with Social Security. I don't know what's going on if you're having trouble getting benefits, but the Lord's going to work that out. And, it's going to, and you know what I'm hearing? It's going to be better than you think. I got a text from a guy the other day. He said, you prophesied about a year ago that God was going to do something in my finances. He said, I got an unprecedented raise at work, a promotion, a raise and he texts me this, and as I'm right, replying his text back, well, thanks for telling me. I hear the Lord say, there's more to come. <laughs> I just, so I text back, so I'm, saying, I'm happy for you, but there's more to come. And he texts me back about two weeks later. He says, my wife, just had the same thing happened to her. She just got this humongous race. So, so anyway, but anyway, you understand, everything about God is good news. Now, we all need to be corrected at times, but, but that's because he has our destiny in mind. That's because he has our purpose in mind. So... I believe this with all my heart. God wants us to enjoy him, and he wants to enjoy us. He wants to enjoy us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's going to be more. Your first name is? Carrie. Carrie. There's going to be more fruit in your life. Your confidence is going to grow. And I just see, I just see a new chapter beginning, a new level of Holy Spirit understanding, Holy Spirit quickening, and... God is a God who makes the crooked way straight. God is always going to be, and this is just a personal promise to you, he's always going to help you be at the right place at the right time. He's going to 
He's going to just direct you and where it won't be a thing where you have to try to make it happen, but you just lean on him. And God will do more in, in a month than people can do in a lifetime in your life. And you're, you're just supposed to rest in him. You're just supposed to rest, 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 rest in him. So praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Don't you appreciate the Lord? He's, God is so good to us and he, it's almost like he loves us, you know? Um, wow. It's sure quiet in here tonight. I don't know what it, what it is, but uh, we want to pray for Amy a second. I haven't seen her since Methuselah was a child. But uh, Lord, tonight I thank you for Amy and her husband, her family. Oh God, I just thank you. Well, I hear this in my spirit that you've made right choices. And I see some, I see some choices coming up and I see some decisions and I, I, I just see the Lord being explicit and exact and where you're going to pinpoint things. These next five years are going to be over the top. I see... I see God like streamlining things, like a, like a Holy Spirit efficiency. And, and the Lord is going to uh, like organize things and orchestrate things and perfect things. But it's like I see, it's like no, no mistakes, no, no detours, no wrong turns. And God is going to give you and your husband more of a voice a voice that will reach more ears than you ever dreamed of. I, I just see that there's been so much you've been through that's been preparation. And God is going to give you your own crowd, your own group. He's going to appoint people to hear the message in you guys. And there's going to be, I see five years of just things just so amazing. And then everything about your life's going to change. And God's going to expand and broaden your sphere of influence, and it's going to be off the charts. That's what I see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've never liked Mark, but I just thank you, Lord, for... Uh, Lord, I thank you for my brother Mark, and I thank you, Lord, for your hand upon his life. And um, I really sense tonight, I just th I feel things speeding up. I feel uh, God just... Uh, I feel like he's burned a lot of bridges and he's, he's cutting off a lot of branches and he's getting everything down to, to such a perfect focus. And you, you're, I see you and your wife just stomping on serpents and scorpions and just destroying the power of the enemy. But I, I just see God so strategically uh, has appointed you to to do certain things for the kingdom. And it's going to be more than you think. I, I don't know why, but Mark, I see these things happening so quickly. It's just like this, an amazing acceleration. And it's like a year from now, you say, I don't even recognize my life compared to what everything God has done. So, so Lord, we just thank you for that impartation of the Holy Spirit. We just thank you for the extreme guidance on this family. And Lord, we just, we just thank you for that purpose you have that's so far greater than them. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for Brad tonight. We thank you, Lord, for his love for you. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of burnt, uh, like a lot of ashes. I see a lot of things that were just, you feel like some wasted years, wasted times. But, but I just feel this so much in my spirit about God being the Redeemer. I want to tell you right now, God's going to put more in your hands. He is going to put more in your hands. And I'm not talking about just spiritual things. I'm talking about natural things. God is going to begin to multiply. God is going to begin to prosper what you put your hand to, what you trust. And you've been like in a waiting period. You've been, you've been like, you feel like you've been stuck in a back room. But the Spirit of God is mindful of you. He has his eye upon you and your wife. And things are going to begin to flow. You listen to these words. Things are going to begin to flow. Things are going to begin to multiply. And you're going to be able to say, even though it was hard, God gives beauty for ashes. God turned things around. And you get ready. You're stepping into multiplication, multiplication, multiplication. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. I just real quick, I felt like I'm supposed to pray for somebody. It seems like you've been married 14 years. I don't know if you're both here or not, um, but your marriage has been, your marriage is right at 14 years. Is that, does that fit somebody here? 14 years? Am I close? I just felt like I'm supposed to pray for someone in that time span. 14 years of marriage. And don't you dare to come up and say it was 13 and 7 eighths uh, after the meeting. Okay. Where are you at? Been married right at 14 years. Right in there. Okay. I feel like I'm hearing the Lord, but uh, I have this happen to me a lot of times. People say, well, I just couldn't get my hand up. And so, anyway, we'll let it go. By the way, tomorrow night, we're going to have the meeting at 5 o'clock, and we're going to have more time to just kind of flow in the Holy Ghost and, uh, you know, just see what the Lord will do. So uh, let me just pray real quick. There was somebody, it seemed like there's somebody, but you've had a heart issue lately. I don't know what went on, but uh, I don't know if you were checked or some kind of, if you had a stent put in or something, but something had to do with your heart lately. Uh, does that fit anybody? Heart races, okay. It felt like it was more, more serious than that, but does that fit anybody? I just felt like we're supposed to pray about it. Okay. Yeah. You've been, you've been uh, medically talked to, or just, you just know something going on. So, okay. Well, Lord, we pray for Susan right now. We just thank you. You know, I feel like the Lord's saying there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there's really nothing wrong with you. I really feel that. And Lord, even though she's felt under stress and she's felt this, these weird symptoms, we just declare, oh God, that you're, you're the author of peace and you're the author, author of comfort. And Lord, we just thank you for Susan. We just thank you, God. I see these, it's, I see God handing you these shoes, but they have cleats underneath them, like, like football cleats or track shoes. And I, I just see God making you more, you're going to get more, more is going to progress like traction, and, there, the, and I, he, I see so clearly the word increase. So, Lord, we thank you for, Susan, we thank you for increase, and I hear this so clear from the Lord that the dry season is over. So, Lord, we thank you for that, and we just thank you for advancing Susan right now. I just feel like God is just smiling. He's just smiling, because breakthrough's at hand, and um, God's getting ready to just give you a breakthrough. That's what I feel. Hallelujah. And, and I pray for this Susan here. Lord, I thank you for Susan that came tonight. It's her first time here. But Lord, we thank you for blessing her. We thank you for ordering her steps. And Susan, I see the Lord like giving you wings. Just uh, wings are wonderful because they give you the ability to fly. And they give you the ability to, to overcome. And I want to tell you, you know, things are coming clear. I just feel like there's, there's been a lot of fog. There's been a lot of, sometimes when there's a fog, you just, it's just hard to see everything, but the fog is lifting. And there's, there's extreme, and I see this, Susan, there's extreme clarity coming from the Holy Spirit just for you. And uh, you don't even know it, but God takes care of the enemies. God, God keeps the enemies at bay because we all have enemies, and the devil's our enemy. But I just see, how, Susan, how the Lord protects you. And he sees ahead. And he's gonna, he, you're going to see more. And, you, you know, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it talks about watchmen on the wall. They could see. They could saw, see trouble coming. They could see good coming. And you're going to be that way. You're going to see what God wants you to see. And you're not going to be caught off guard. You're not going to be caught by surprise because the Lord's going to let you in on stuff. He's going to give you inside information. And it's going to happen daily and it's going to happen more. And I see you just getting so excited, you could just pinch yourself. You could say, this thing with God is off the charts. It's more, he's a God who's more than enough. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Do you, I keep seeing legs or knees or something. Do you have trouble with your legs or knees or anything like that? Or somebody in your family? 
not that you're not that you're aware. Leg pain in the middle. Of the yeah, that I hate that. But it just seemed like more. Do, do you have it? Because I'm feeling it as I'm sitting here in your feet. Well, we just agree, oh sweet Holy Spirit, that the healing's just flowing. The healing's flowing, and whatever you're up to, God. Whatever you're up to. Hallelujah. And the other thing, Susan, is that God is giving you like a, an authority. And in other words, you will not be pushed around by any person or the devil himself, but there's an authority in you that you're going to know who you are, your identity in Christ. And I, I'll, I'll say just, I just see the enemy getting away with nothing. But you don't have to apologize for who you are because you're a child of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You know, we're going to have to hire some people in here to just say amen a little more. It just kind of helps because everybody's so quiet. I think it's good, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. But Lord, we thank you. Let's just lift our hands again. God, we we just look to you. We just... We just acknowledge you. We just magnify you, God. We thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit. We thank you, 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 Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just do this real quick. We gotta, we'll have more time tomorrow, but I want the people to have any kind of asthma or... Uh, breathing-related issues. Uh, Just real quickly, just come down here and stand right here. Any kind of asthma or breathing-related issues. Tonight you're not, and anybody with sleeping issues, if you have trouble sleeping, I want you to come and stand on this side if you would, and God will take care of it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just want to just receive, and then uh, we'll move on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, how long you had trouble sleeping? Years. Years. What about you? About five to a year. A year? Mm-hmm. I thought I saw you sleeping back there. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> what about you? Years. For years? Same way? About a year? Just started. Just started. Okay. A couple years. A couple years. Lord, we just thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you for that sleep in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hear for you and Jerry, I hear this. Get ready for good news. Hallelujah. And Lord, we know you're taking care of the sleep issue. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we bless our brother with peace and rest and sleep in Jesus' name. And you know one thing, you're, you get tormented. You get, you get tormented by, by just lies and the Holy Spirit is just going to show you how to, don't receive them, how to combat them. And uh, the one thing I just hear for you, just keep your eyes fixed. I, the Lord is saying to you, just keep your eyes fixed on me. And you're going to th- have victory, and you're going to have more victory, and then you're going to have more victory. Hallelujah. Wow. You don't have to be tormented. I know I was for years. These lies come. The devil's a liar. He's a good liar. What about you? This, your whole life I can't sleep. First name is? Shannon. Shannon, that's right. Lord, we thank you for healing Shannon tonight, that she will sleep deep, satisfying, wonderful sleep. Everybody in the room, let's agree. We just agree that Shannon will sleep wonderful, delicious, amazing sleep. You said tonight you're given this gift, oh God, and we just receive. We receive, we receive in Jesus' name. First name is? Joan. Lord, we thank you for healing Joan tonight. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you for the river of God. We thank you, Lord, that she will sleep like a baby. Hallelujah. Joan, don't you ever doubt how much God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Lord, we just thank you for the peace and the rest. You know, I just feel like, I don't know, I had that word early night about somebody with anxiety, but I feel that about you. I feel like God's just going to untangle a lot of things. Where you, where you just anxiety. We all battle it, but there's something about God's peace in your life that it, he's just going to unwind you. That's all I know. And he knows how to do it. So you just receive. I just feel so good in my spirit about, about what God's doing. Wow. 
Jesus said, I'll give you peace. Not like the world gives. I'll give you peace. Real peace. You're going to get it. Hallelujah. First name is? Sheila. Lord, we thank you for healing Sheila tonight. We thank you to give her the most wonderful sleep in Jesus' name. Lord, I just personally ask that she does not sleep while I preach, oh God. But Lord, bless her. Bless her where she can just sleep the night through from now on. Hallelujah. You have somebody real close to you. I don't know if it's a son or, or daughter or whatever, but there's somebody real close that's going to have a real turnaround. Does that make sense to you? Yes, good. What's well, going to happen? Lord, again, we're, we're, we just pray for Amy. We just agree that she's going to sleep, that this, this unrest stops. Hmm. You're a jewel. You are a jewel. And I'll tell you what everything God said prophetically is going to happen about your life. God has bigger plans. Do you really? Wow. Well, Lord, we agree for this back pain that, that it goes, the pain goes, but whatever is causing the pain, we command these discs to line up. We command these discs to line up. We thank you for your power and your glory, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you'll make it so we don't have to pray for Amy anymore. Thank you, Lord. First name is? Laura. Lord, we thank you for healing Laura tonight. We thank you, Lord, for that virtue of Jesus Christ flowing in her, that her sleep will be sweet, it'll be perfect, it'll be amazing. We thank you, Lord. I'll tell you, I see so much roller coaster stuff. I see so much. It's like you'll have a real good season and then you'll just have a real bitter season and a real good season and a real bitter season and just like a roller coaster. But I want to tell you, God's taken a new place in your life and there's going to be such a sweet understanding and revelation of who he is. And I want to tell you, a lot of dark, disappointing days are behind you and you're going to flow. And I keep, I keep seeing the sweetness of the Lord, the sweet fellowship of the Lord. He's putting a sweet taste in your mouth and it'll never leave you. It will never leave you. Your whole life is changing. Lord, we pray for Mike. We bless Mike and Yuki. We bless them both with the peace of God that they will both sleep. They'll both have healing in their lungs, healing in their air passages, healing in all their respiratory system. God, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. What you get, you guys have been married two years? Yeah. One and a half. Sure. It's funny because I, I feel the third year is going to be like, the, you know, the third time's a charm kind of thing. But it's going to, there's a whole lot that's going to just uh, let cohesive flow and make sense and uh, just God's working. The third year is going to be amazing. Just a whole lot of things. That's it. Your first name is? Jordan. Jordan. Lord, we thank you for healing Jordan tonight. Did you have asthma? Is that right? Um, I sort of plumbing um, or something. Yeah. Well, Lord, we pray for Jordan right now. We just pray for the peace of Jesus. We pray for that healing in his lungs, that it be perfect, that, Lord, his lungs will be full capacity. We thank you, Lord. Jordan, you're not just going to walk with God. You're going to run with God. I just see you in sync. I just see you in step with God all your life. And God's going to open your ears where you're going to be able to say, I'm hearing the Lord. I hear the Holy Spirit. I hear his voice. I know him. He's my friend. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You betcha. This about your lungs? Yeah. First name? James. Lord, we thank you for James. We thank you tonight. Everybody stretch your hand toward James, would you? Lord, we just thank you for the virtue he needs right now. We just receive for his lungs. You're getting a healing, buddy. You're getting a healing. God, we thank you for the power. We thank you for the power, the power, the power, the power of the living God. Lord, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you. God gave you something tonight, and he doesn't disappoint. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for David. This lung issues. Lord, we just thank you for David's healing. We thank you for it being perfect. Lord, we thank you that you do, you're touching every area of that system, that his respiratory will work perfectly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's funny, as I'm praying for you, David, I, earlier tonight I saw the Lord like ordering your steps, but I see these huge strides, just these huge strides. 
So God's getting ready to do some advancing. It, the strides are going to be just, it's just like they're supernatural. They're just these huge strides. And uh, I just saw light, light on your path tonight earlier. I just saw such light on your path. Like it just, everything you need to see, you'll see it. There's going to be more light than you could dream. Just what to do, how to do it. Light, light, light. Lord, we thank you for the light of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, it's so real to me, David, it's, and it's too late to get out of it. You're just going to see more. You're going to be aware. You're going to be aware. You're going to say, this is what I know, God. Is There's not going to be a question. This is what I know he's telling me. This is what I know he's saying. And he's ordering your steps. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for Rita tonight. We thank you for healing her lungs, oh God. Just bless her with perfect health and perfect strength. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. God has healed 18 and a half years of migraines. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And I can't we pray. Sleep. <laughs> we pray for Rita also that she will sleep, sleep, sleep. We just we agree that gift of sleep, that gift of rest. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. You know, I see the Lord putting a new whistle in you. <laughs> you're just going to, you're going to whistle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. First name is? Ann. Lord, we pray for Ann tonight. We bless her lungs. We bless her, her respiratory system. We bless her with peace and strength and health and life. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this complete healing, this complete healing. One thing I do, I see your eyes on the Lord. I see your focused Praise God, you are focused. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's something about 2015. There's going to be a lot fulfilled this year. A lot fulfilled in your life. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's all... Uh, hallelujah. We give God the glory. Let's all stand together and uh, we got to... I always cheat here, but uh, he always tells me to be done by 7.30 and I... But we do have meetings tomorrow morning and tomorrow night. Tomorrow morning is at 9.30? But tomorrow night, we'll just, I won't do any heavy-duty preaching, but we're just going to flow in the Spirit. It just gets exciting what the Holy Spirit will do. Five o'clock, bless you.